It was about um, 21 months ago that I stood up here for the first time and uh, you as a church were going through a theme of new beginnings. I don't know if you remember that. Um, and we oh, wanted to, on the 19th of January, keep that reflection going. We, um, and I spoke about how God, even before the, before the creation of the world, was bringing something new. He was doing something remarkable. We uh, spoke about, uh, looked through the scriptures at Noah and uh, Moses, Abraham, Moses, Saul, David, Jesus, the kingdom of God, the church, uh, all eternity. And uh, as I stood up here that January 20, uh, 19, 19th of January 2020, um, it was new beginnings for us, Wendy and I. And we all had plans, didn't we? We had plans. But Proverbs 16.9 says, In their heart, hearts humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. And when I stood up here 21 months ago, we had no idea that there was this, little, uh, there was this flu going on in China. Um, and, uh, and if we did know about it, we wouldn't have worried too much, would we? Because it's a flu in China. And how would that affect us here? But how we found um, remarkable events happening, things happening, things we couldn't imagine. We, for the first time in its 63 years, Penrith Baptist Church had its doors closed and were not to be open. And uh, that was our first lockdown. And here at the end of our second lockdown, uh, about four months of, of lockdown, we Back then, we, we didn't expect that. We didn't plan that. And we have all been through a crisis over the last two years. It's corporately as a church, but individually, we, we've been, there's been some big struggles that we've had to face. Um, struggles of, of physical, financial, um, emotional, relational, and spiritual. Everything had changed, and as I reflect upon our time together, um, you know, I, I think we often through crisis comes renewal. If, if we seek God, we will find renewal. And I just reflect upon my own personal experience and the last 21 months has been a profound experience of personal renewal for myself. The... Uh, there's a prayer in the Jewish tradition called the, the Shema. Uh, it's a Jewish prayer. It's found in Deuteronomy chapter 6. And the Jewish tradition was that it would be said twice a day, once in the morning and once in the evening. When you had a baby born, you would whisper this prayer into the baby's ears. It should have been the first thing that the baby would hear. And tradition has it that it should be the, the last words that a person speaks. So just before they die, they should say the Shema. And we find in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and all your strength. These commands I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. 
tie them as a symbol on your hands, bind them on your foreheads, write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. It's a call for Israel to remember Yahweh. Yahweh is the name of God. And whenever you see in your Bibles uh, the L-O-R-D in capitals, it, that represents the, the personal name of God, Yahweh. And what do we find? That Yahweh is one. Well, it could also not just, may not just mean just one, but it may mean unity, oneness. So, so Yahweh, God's, Israel's God, is unity. He is one. And what were Israel to do with this little bit of information, this big bit of information, actually? What, were, what was Israel to do? They were to love God. They were to love him. With the unity that all they had, completely, heart, soul and strength. Though to love God, who is unity, with all they could muster, with everything they had. Yahweh wants the love of his people. This, this is the prayer that uh, would cause the, the Jewish good Jew to rise every morning and the last thing they would say at night. Yahweh is unity. Yahweh is one and he is to be loved. And it's all about relationships. Even before the, the, the commandments, the Ten Commandments, here we have God commanding them to love him. And it's not just the one-off verse, Deuteronomy 7, 9. Know, therefore, that the Lord your God is your God. Is God. He's a faithful God, keeping covenant of love. He keeps a covenant of love. Or chapter 10, verse 12, Deuteronomy. Now, O Israel, what does the Lord... Ask of you, but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, to love him, to serve him. Chapter 11, verse 1, love the Lord your God, keep his requirements, his decrees, his laws. Joshua 22, 5, uh, but be very careful and keep, to keep the commandment and the law of Moses and the servant of the Lord gave you, to love your God, to walk in his ways. Chapter 23, verse 11, so be very careful to love the Lord your God. You're getting the message? There's a word here, we are to love God. We, it is a, a relationship of love that is to drive us. It's to, and what we find is that uh, as we love and obey, we find greater understanding, greater wisdom. And we are told love and obedience goes together. And hopefully with our, with our children, our young ones, surely that's what we hope. We want people, we want the children to obey and to learn to love. A child doesn't generally love vegetables, do they? It's not a natural thing that they love their vegetables, but give them some lollies and we don't have to teach them that. But if you... We don't wait until the children understand that this is nutritious for you, darling. This is really healthy for you. This, we, we just say, eat the vegetables. And after times of obedience, of years of obedience, we get to the point where we actually do love those vegetables, I hope. Some of us, anyway. Obedience and love go together. There's a growing that grows together.
I was an apprentice electrician once. The tradesman would tell me to do, a, to do the job a particular way. Now, as a typical 16-year-old, I had a better way to do it in my mind, better than my tradesman. And, uh, but you know what? The tradesman wasn't too interested in how I wanted to do it. He would say, do it. And over time, as, as we experience, as we, as we obey, we actually find better ways to, to do things. It's wisdom. Jesus affirms the Shema the, this, in, in the Gospel of, of you know, all the Gospels, actually, but, but in Matthew chapter 22. Do you remember the story where the Sadducees and the Pharisees were together and they wanted to, they wanted to bring Jesus down? And so one of them asked, Teacher, which is, the, which is the greatest command in the law? And Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is this. Love your neighbour as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. What does it mean to love? It's putting yourself before the needs of others. It's, it's what it is. It's, it's putting the needs of others before your own needs. It's thinking of others and, and, and thinking of them before you, your own. James tells us that we can't love God if we don't love each other. And that's what Jesus is saying here. And there's something shocking here in what Jesus says when he says, love your, and love your neighbour as yourself. Because he, he's a good Jew, Jesus is a good Jew. He knows the Shema, love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and your mind. He knows that. And this was something that was very special to, this, you know, to the Jews. It was, as I said, four times a day, or two times a day, they'd say it. Every day they'd say this, this beautiful piece, this prayer, this beautiful thing that, that is, is, was a part of their tradition. And do you know what Jesus does? He adds something to it. He says, and the second is, is this, love your neighbour as yourself. Now for that, us, it's like getting a masterpiece that we all love, um, or at least we all know, uh, let's say the Mona Lisa, and drawing your own thing on the side of the Mona Lisa. You know, the Jews, um, they had this, this prayer that would go through every generation of, 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 of through every person that, that impressed it on their children. But Jesus adds something else. He says, and love your neighbour as yourself. And what Jesus is showing here is the importance of love. We can't love God without loving one another. So I'm going to suggest that, you know, there's, I don't know if you've ever come across anyone who's hard to love. Have you ever had the experience someone that's hard to love? Um, maybe you guys have all got wonderful people in your life and there's no one hard to love in your workplace uh, or in your church. Um, yeah, there's, there's always people that's hard to love, isn't it? I'm suggesting that the beginning of love is the struggle, the struggle that we have to want to love. The beginning of love is when we struggle with our hearts, with our heart. Um, that's the beginning of love, when we want to choose to love someone, but sometimes we find it hard. I'm suggesting that struggle, that inner struggle, is love. It's the start of love.
You see, we can do that for our spouse, we can do that for our children, we can do that for our family members, we can do that for our church family, our neighbours, the stranger, the, the boss, the, the political leaders, the, even our enemies. We can, we can have a... We can, when we come confronted with these people, we can actually choose to love them by, by having a struggle to saying, God, I want to love these people, help me. I think uh, over these last 21 months, uh, it's been, I think we've all had struggles, um, emotional struggles, relational. We've, many of us have been locked down and many of us didn't get out for a long time. And I guess one of the things that was my part of renewal is to, during this time, is I had to actually plumb the depths of my love for God. Now, I I had to be stretched because I found it very difficult at times. There were days that there was a struggle to get out of bed because because it was going to be exactly the same as yesterday and it'll be exactly the same as the next day. And during these times, I had to push the limits of God's love. And do you know what I found? I found it goes much further than I could even imagine. The love of God is actually, I discovered new boundaries of God's love, but I know even those boundaries I haven't reached, they're just my boundaries. I discovered that love of God leads to appreciation of God. That love of God leads to joy in God. That love for God leads to a greater devotion for God. That love for God leads to me recognising his faithfulness more and more. I hope and pray that my, you know, in, in exploring the love of God it has led me to greater obedience and greater commitment to my Father in heaven. The blessing of love is found when we seek to love others, um, and even when it's hard to love them, even when it's difficult to love them. As we love, we grow in appreciation of each other. We can actually find joy in each other. You know, I, think, I think we glimpse that, haven't we? Because when we have not been together, we've felt the lack of joy. But even just coming here today with masks on and keeping distance and trying to separate and we can't sing and we can't do all these things that we love to do, there is just something joyful about being in a room together. We grow in, uh, I think we can grow in devotion to another. I think we can live more faithfully to each other. We can be committed to one another. These are the outcomes of seeking to love God and love each other. There's been no greater way that God has shown us his love than through the sacrifice of Jesus. We're going to soon come to the communion table where we're going to remember the blood of Jesus shed for us, the, the, the broken body. There is no greater love shown to any of us than this. This is the most remarkable example. And none of us are asked even to 
love like that. None of us are even asked to. God has, has done it in the most remarkable way, and, but he doesn't ask us to do that. Not in that way. Um, yeah, this, this will be our last, when you know, last uh, Sunday here with me as pastor of the church. It's been a remarkable experience of uh, most unique in my life um, with COVID and, and other things. Um, it's been a wonderful blessing. Um, unfortunately for you, it doesn't mean it's the last you'll see of me. I'm going to be back on the 21st when uh, Mark and Scott are going to be... Um, uh, recognised and commissioned, but uh, yeah, I think if, if one thing, I would hope the one thing that we've experienced together is a greater understanding of the love of God and the importance of loving each other. I, that's my hope and prayer. As we come to the communion table, we remember remember this. Um, I want to read from 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 4 and 5. We read this just last week um, in our regular readings. We have confidence in the Lord that you are doing and will continue to do the things we command. May the Lord direct your hearts into God's love. Listen to this, this is beautiful. May the Lord direct your hearts into God's love and Christ's perseverance. Could there be any greater prayer, any greater desire than to have the Lord direct our hearts into God's love and into Christ's perseverance? Let me pray as we, as we remember that um, it's only through Jesus' remarkable sacrifice, his gift of love for us, that this is true. Father, we, um, we thank you for your remarkable love for us. Lord Jesus, we remember the remarkable act of sacrifice that you've given for us. Holy Spirit, we want to recognise your place in our lives, filling us up with the love of God directing our hearts into God's love and Christ's perseverance. Father, Son and Spirit, you are unity. You are one. And you invite us to come into this oneness with you. Lord, it is a truth beyond our comprehension, beyond our understanding to understand how loved we are of yours by you. So as we, as we have the, uh, the, the bread distributed and we drink the juice, Lord, I pray we just take in this truth. We would, we would absorb this truth. We would it'd become a part of us that we might know your love in a new way. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.